the Energy Flow podcast. This episode is all about stagnancy, stuckness, and when you're in a rut. So the title of this episode is So You're in a Rut, Now What? So um, Lynn and I have a lot of experience with this situation um, and feeling like you're in a rut and the energy, like energetically, what it feels like, um, how to shift out of it, how to hold yourself while you're in it. So like first things first, you know the universal law of energy and that energy is never created nor destroyed. It's always moving, shifting, transmuting. So I wanted to start out this episode with that fact and know that, you know, the energy that you had prior to feeling in a rut is still there, but it's being channeled to something else now. So whatever energy your energies you were feeling before are now kind of shifted into this rut energy and we'll go way more into this into the episode we've got five ways to kind of release the stagnancy and then take aligned action and then also we'll go into what being in a rut means energetically um so when our souls ask for expansion when we're being called to a challenge a new beginning and we choose to not heed the call um we find ourselves feeling stuck stagnancy or in a rut so this is like our soul this is like a soul calling for expansion and we perceive it in our bodies as feeling stuck or being in a rut so it's a misalignment of one our ego and then two what our soul knows that we desire and are capable of so I like to see it as like a bridge um, between like your current life. And then on the other side of the bridge is your desired life. So you can see it and your soul knows you're capable of it, but it's like your ego is afraid to cross that bridge. So the stuck feeling will be there until we take action in the direction that our soul desires. So for some of us, it's one big action. For others, it's lots of small, consistent actions. And your soul is asking you um, to get out of your comfort zone and for more spontaneity to not over-prepare in the sense that it's a cop-out for taking action. I'm very guilty of this, over-preparing, over-researching, over-analyzing, and avoiding action. It's like a way for me to feel safe in a way before I take the action, but truly like um, we do this because we refuse to make peace with the unknown. So we're so afraid of the unknown. We're trying to make our feel- ourselves feel safe before we jump into the unknown, but there's really no way to feel completely 1000% at peace with the unknown because it's, you know, whenever we take a leap into the unknown, a part of like our old identity changes or dies. So we don't like this change because we cannot predict it and it makes us feel unsafe. So if we, um, we really do want to feel safe, it's because it's a natural human desire. But when we're, we're trying to make ourselves feel so safe to the fact we're or to the point where we're not taking action, that's when we feel the stagnancy. So perhaps it's an action that our soul is asking for, um, pure shameless rest where we're not judging ourselves for resting. And you'll know if this is you because you never slow down. So in fact, it may make your ego extremely uncomfortable to slow down because as a, as a society, most of us were initially taught that resting means we're lazy which is not true. Lynn and I just recorded a podcast on shifting away from girl boss culture, which is episode number 91 that talks a little bit more about this. Um, But we won't go 
super into that in this episode. Um, this outside and this external, this outside and internal pressure picks away at our self-worth and we feel safe, shame and pressure for relaxing and not doing anything. So that episode number 91 talks a little bit more about that. But um, I do believe like a lot of us are healing and we're embracing this self-care and rest a little bit more. So this episode that you're listening to is more centered around taking aligned action to get out of a rut more than um, taking the inaction. So Lynn's going to go through how we heed the call, release stagnancy, and take this aligned action. Yeah. Um, So the first way that you can do that is the journey to aligned action. It begins with getting super honest with yourself and knowing that denying how we feel will only suppress our emotions further. And that is what kind of leads to the lack of ease in our bodies and our minds. Shame, blame, and shouldering uh, or in shooting. (laughs) shutting on yourself are all energies that feed the rut as is fear get really honest with how you feel in each aspect of your life so for example how do you feel in your relationships your career your purpose get really honest and basically kind of like talk yourself through it like no one else will like ever find out it's the best way. It's like, this is you talking to yourself, your spouse, your partner, your best friend, your family, they will never know. So get really honest with yourself about these aspects of life. And then how do you currently feel about spiritual spirituality, money, creative, creativity? There are no wrong answers at all. Just journal it all out, record it on your phone memo, memos, or just, you know, Talk it out with somebody that you really trust if you want to. The key is radical honesty and acceptance for where you are. Acceptance is surrender and surrender is letting go. And letting go helps us create more space for the things we want in our lives, which brings us to our next tip. The next tip is fixing energy leaks. So where are you giving your energy in critical areas of your life that isn't giving you energy back? What are areas that feel the most draining and like you're not being yourself? It may help to think in terms of short-term and long-term leaks. Short-term leaks would be small leaks, like a little faucet in the basement that only drips every so often um, when the shower is running, for example. And long-term ones would be the equivalent to a broken pipe that is slowly flooding the house. Short-term, we can work with for a little bit. It is the long-term energy leaks that need to be fixed first. This idea plays on the theory of creation versus consumption. So create over consume, especially when interrupt. When we're in creation mode, we're using our energy towards something that is serving a higher version of ourselves. It is helping to build a new reality to ourselves. And it's creating this creation aspect helps us feel joy, inspired and motivated. When we're in consumption mode, we may be prone to consume out of habit. And these habits may serve as a past version of self and it keeps us comfortable or perpetuates an old story that we don't care for or we don't care to feed into. And when we overconsume, we feel drained, unproductive, uninspired, and low energy, and also maybe even a little bit guilty. Remember that the law of attraction phrase 
that what you focus on grows. When we're focused on consuming and gifting our attention and our energy to something that is not in line with our vision for ourselves, this includes negative self-talk, by the way, then we're feeding the same narrative that we're trying to get out of. Another name for this is also called self-sabotage. So to turn this around, a few questions you can ask yourself are what gives me energy? What tasks or activities give me short-term joy and energy? And which give me long-term or lasting energy? And then the final question that you can ask yourself is what aspects of my life do I feel most energized by? Then you can begin taking steps centered around the things that inspire you most and make you feel alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last remaining tips for getting on a rut. Number four is going to be nervous system regulation. This cannot be emphasized enough because our body will elicit physiological responses when it's feeling unsafe. And that feeling, along with the thoughts that are running rampant in our mind, is like a recipe for failure as far as um, taking action because we literally will be just stagnant and stuck and kind of like have that analysis paralysis. So one way to soothe some of the rampant thoughts and regulate our nervous system is through meditation. Um, the more time we spend unplugged and undistracted from the outside world, the better chance we give our bodies to self-regulate and return to a sense of safety. It will not happen overnight, but it's a practice. I know some people hearing this are going to be mad at me because meditation is just one of those things that it's honestly, it's hard to stick to a practice of meditation if you're not doing it every day or you you know you're resistant to it because every time you close your eyes and meditate you can't quiet your mind but um meditation is not really about quieting your mind it's like about soothing in a way like to me it's about observing and um being okay with like the thoughts that are running in your mind so that um it's not like so loud um so one thing I like to do is active meditation so If you do find it difficult to close your eyes and sit in silence, you can open your eyes and observe the room from a neutral perspective. Um, So a good mantra for this is repeating, I am safe. And then you can take a conscious breath where your exhale is longer than your inhale and your eyes will move slowly from one object to the next. And like with these meditations, make sure that all technology is turned off so you're not tempted. Um, But you can like look around the room, you can look at your lamp, I am safe. You can take a breath and move on to the next object, a mirror, I am safe, and so on. So that's um, one way to do active meditation and kind of, it's not quieting your mind per se, but it's more so focusing. And I think that's the one of the primary um, goals, I guess, with meditation is to have your thoughts be more clear, like, and um, allow that clarity to come in versus like the monkey mind where you're Thoughts are just all scattered and all of that. Um, there's so much more nervous system regulation that we won't get into here because there's just infinite amount um, of techniques outside of meditation and breath work. So stay tuned for a future episode on this. But the last step to take aligned action and release stagnancy here is going to be to find the lesson and set your new tone. So one way to find the lesson in what you learn from in being in a rut is just ask yourself, what have I learned from being in this space? Um, if you were to give your future self advice on how to best navigate being in this energy, what would you say? 
um, you can find that golden lesson within the challenge to help you tune into acceptance and gratitude. This acceptance and gratitude is such a great foundation for setting the tone for how we want to move feeling forward or want to feel moving forward. So similar to number one, where Lynn was talking about getting honest with how we're feeling, this step is going to be you're getting honest with how you want to feel. You're setting the tone for how you love to feel in each aspect of your life. And you can dream as big as you can here. It's actually highly encouraged when you're doing exercises exercises like this that you dream really big and you kind of expand your perception. So for bonus points, you can journal this out from a present tense with gratitude. So an example of this for the creativity aspect of life, you can say, I'm so thankful that I'm able to express myself freely and openly. I allow my inner child to play and laugh and let go. I feel safe enough to surrender and create for my heart. So from there, you can think of an action step that's in alignment with your new tone. So for going along with this example, it, um, you can say, I, I want to paint something abstract for my inner child or like a daily action of I want to dance every day for five minutes as part of my morning routine. And then once you have your action step, you can hold yourself accountable and do it. (laughs) So um, yeah, a big part of this is like when you want to get out of a certain energy, a big thing is like transmutation. So this step is going to be really good for setting the new tone. And it's the good thing is like if you follow these steps where you get really honest and radical with yourself or really, excuse me, radically honest with yourself and you find that acceptance, then like once you go through the steps and get to number five, you're kind of like ruling out spiritual bypassing because Lynn and I were talking about this before we started up recording, where it feels like kind of artificial when you're feeling a certain way and then you're trying to affirm that you're not feeling, you're feeling a different way, if that makes sense. So that's what's like setting a new tone needs to be kind of after you get really honest with, with yourself because you have to bridge those two, like you have to bridge the gap. So, um, it's like, it's like this parallel version of yourself is already living like what you're dreaming about. And then like click closer, you get to that dream life, the, the, um, ladder that's your messages are going to get. So like you closing the gap is like you taking the action in, in alignment. Um, I'm like thinking, <laughs> I'm like thinking of Shia when where he has like that video and he's like just do it what are you waiting for and I am literally gonna link this in the show notes because that's like what I'm thinking of right now it's like when you're in a rut you want to take action to transmute your energy that you're feeling because you're like we said in the beginning the the energy you're feeling now is like can be changed because all energy is shifting and it can be shifted it's not gone it's not um you're not creating new energy you're simply shifting your energy and yeah it says it feels easier said than done but um yeah taking that action is really going to help because like you're going to get out of that consumption mode and into creation mode and taking actions one way to do to get into the creation mode um so to recap all of this the five things that can really help when you're in a rut are going to be number one, radical honesty and acceptance with yourself. Number two, repairing energy leaks. Number three, create versus consume. 
Number four, nervous system regulation. And number five, find a lesson and set a new tone. So um, I want to kind of like go through a visual with this and then Lynn and I are going to kind of talk about our own experiences. So a visual of this would be to, I'm kind of just going to walk you guys through uh, what this looks like and feels like to me energetically. Um, so imagine you're on an island and this island represents your current life. All of the steps you've taken, all of the parts of self that you've healed and the goals you've achieved. But you know there's more for you out there and you've only just begun. There is a drawbridge connecting your island that you're on to a new unexplored island where you know all of your deepest desires and your dreams are waiting for you. Your current version of self or ego is extremely fearful to cross this bridge. There are sharks below, there's raging waters, and what if the bridge breaks? Your soul actually knows that you're 100% safe, held, and supported by the universe. Not only is the bridge indestructible, but there's even a safety net below, but you can't see this because you can't see past your fear. And you freeze up and decide to enter limbo until you have the courage to cross. You can prepare all you want and for as long as you want, but the only thing that's getting you across to the new island is going to be that action, not the overthinking, the overanalyzing, and staying in your head. It's once you begin to take those scary steps to cross, even if they're big leaps or consistent tiny movements, that you'll reach the other side. And like I said, this is what a rut is energetically. And when we're stuck on our current island, yet we can see our desires and dreams so close to us, it's like this soul urge and this push towards our next version of self. Um, and that's what I feel like it's energetically because we like we have this inkling um, that there's way more for us, but we're not, we're like too afraid to kind of expand in that direction or we don't know and like a way of us staying safe is for us to not know, even though our soul knows, but it's like the ego will block out the soul knowings or the soul pull the pulls in the right direction. So um, for me, this is like really what it's felt like <laughs> um, because I know there's more things I'm meant to be doing in this life, like expanded version of what I'm already doing. And there's just more, but there's like this fear of me taking action <laughs> um, around the things that bring me joy because of the fear and the overthinking and the over overanalyzing. So honestly, this was an episode that was very like close to my heart because it's almost like I was writing it for myself. <laughs> so um, I don't know how like your experience has been, Lynn, but um, what do you feel like is your biggest challenge when you're in a rut? Um, I think one of my biggest challenges is not realizing that I'm in a rut until I'm in the middle of it, to be honest. And then, so like, for example, before we started this podcast recording, I was telling you how I went like on a spending binge for like the last like four or five months, but I didn't realize it until like the last couple of weeks. And so it's just me not noticing it. That's one thing. And I think for me also, it's, I don't know what triggers me to get out of a rut. And so I could sit in a rut for a while after realizing that I'm in a rut and then something, I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know what that trigger is yet, 
And so if I am able to identify the trick, if I'm able to notice that I'm in a rut and I'm able to identify what triggers me out of a rut, I think I wouldn't stay in a rut so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. And I, I like for, for me, I completely like resonate with what you're saying, like how you're almost, you're almost like so deep in it that you can't really see a way out at the time because you're in this different mindset, this different like perspective, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Yeah. And like the other thing, I guess, is like going back to the spiritual bypassing is like, I try to kid myself, basically, I'm like, Oh, everything's fine. Nothing's wrong. I'm just, this is just who I am. It's like, whatever. So there's like that spiritual bypass or just a bypassing phase too, where I, I don't admit to myself that I'm in a rut. And so I think, it's like a, a combination of a, a few things I think are like what really keeps me in there. Right. Yeah. Same for me. Yeah. Like when was your most recent rut? Honestly, coming out of it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was probably like lasted a good two years on and off, like where I felt there were days where I felt, so good and like I was coming out of it and then and then the next day I would be back in it and then I had to kind of take that lesson and like integrate it and be okay with it and then I would find myself like a week later still in that energy of a rut and then I'd have another good day so it was like a lot of like that on and off and a lot of like purging and then um recently I mean honestly before this I have written I think writing is like one of my catalysts for um kind of shifting out of this energy or at least like embracing like where I am um and I think like I wrote something about like metamorphosis and like the butterfly and coming out of cocoon and how when you're like a chrysalis you know you're a caterpillar to a chrysalis and you're you're going you're on the cusp of your new uh, version of self it's gonna feel like you're gonna feel like goo for a little bit and it's going to feel like you're in that void and, and honestly like the rut and the void space feel very similar to me they're probably the same thing but like the rut is more feeling just like stuck mm-hmm. um and not seeing like the magic um because I I don't know I, I guess like it's a similar energy for me yeah yeah and I think that's actually a good point like one thing that you mentioned was like you've been in a rut the past like couple years and it like you're in and out of it it's not like one consistent rut and I think that's a good thing to just like point out is a rut doesn't mean it's just like a week or a month or even like a few months like a rut can last like years and there's a lot of ebbs and flows in a rut um it's not just one consistent downward trend Um, so I think that's like a good thing to point out too is a rut isn't just linear just like the rest of life <laughs> yeah and it's like it's like the healing thing like healing isn't linear and I, I do feel like when we're in the rut we are like you know our soul I'm so I'm such a big believer of like soul expansion and like how we're here on this planet to expand and if we're not expanding we're you know things have to expand or they're like dying in a sense so um I think I think that's basically what a rut is it's like resistance to change and like resistance to the expansion in a way. Mm-hmm. And I think like it's, but it's all, it all serves a purpose, right? Like you 
being in this fear energy of not wanting to expand and honestly so deep in the fear energy that you don't even know the way in which you want to expand and you can't even see like the joy in your everyday life you literally can't see like any sliver of joy and you're like okay well I'm supposed to follow my little inklings of joy but I can't see any joy so what do I follow kind of thing right so like for me that has been a really big um moment of like not big I guess just a bunch of different moments of like clarity and like seeing and seeing what I've learned from being in a rut. And then on those days where I felt, you know, like I was coming out of it, getting really clear on those days and like, and almost like taking advantage of those days in a sense, but taking advantage in the good way where you're like writing down all the things that make you feel joy in that day. And then coming back to it when you are on the, in the rut and you're like, okay, well, you know, this, these are the things that, you know, my, my new version of self. Cause I, I do think like, I'm, I'm realizing things as I'm talking. I feel like me being in a rut is yes, it was a resistance. And then those days where I would feel the clarity, it would be like my new self coming through. Cause I, it would, it wouldn't, it would not be a coincidence. It'd be like the day after I prayed to my spirit guides, uh, ancestors, you know, like my higher self to kind of come through. And then the next day I would feel so good. And I would honestly forget and be like, hmm, I feel good today. Maybe I'm out of the rut. And I think like integrating those lessons, it was like this little like moments of light in a way. And um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say is like, or ask you, are there like little signs where it's kind of like tell your life is like telling you it's like, okay, you're in a rut. Like, are there little like shifts in your habits or like your thoughts, your behaviors in the beginning that like kind of hint that you are going into a rut and that you will be in a rut? I think um, for me, I think it's like habits. Yeah. Like you said, and I think it's habits that aren't serving you because um, like you almost like, you know, but you don't in a sense, like, you know, like, okay, I should be doing X, Y, Z. And you like, you're still shooting on yourself in a way, um, but you don't have the energy to do otherwise. Does that make sense? Like you, like, you know what you should be doing in a sense, but you don't have the energy to do it. And it's almost like the one thing that you don't have the energy to do, but you know, you, you would really help you like is the thing that would help you get out of it. So like, for example, self-care, no one feels like doing self-care when they're feeling really crappy. You know, like when you're feeling so low energy, really crappy, like really down, like the last thing you want to do is self-care because you're like, ah, like you're slapping on the serum on your face, like, oh, really doing this. So I think like, um, that is like the one thing that I feel like, um, would be like an indicator that you're in a rut if you really are just like so fatigued and like, you don't like the things that kind of like brought you joy in the past or you honestly can't really see joy and I hate saying this word because I don't want like this disclaimer like if you it's not a substitute for like professional medical advice listen at your own discretion but for me I feel like a rut is depressive energy (laughs) um and it just feels like 
you feel like anxious, depressed, like down, like, you, you know, there's not really much going for you at the time. That's what I feel like red is, um, at least personally. So I don't know if how, what your answer for that would be, but that's my answer is like that depressive energy. Um, because yeah. I've been in it and I know what it feels like, and I have been through those days, like where you said, it's not consistently in a red every single day, but I'm coming out, I come out of it one day and it's almost like my higher self giving me some hope in a way. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I know exactly what you mean. And like, for me, I think the first thing to go when I am entering a rut is my morning habits or my morning routines. Like my morning routine consists of me waking up at around like 6.45, 7. And that's early for me. I like to sleep in. But 6.45, 7, I do either like some kind of like stretching or 10 minute meditation. And then I spend like a good half hour to 45 minutes journaling with my morning coffee. And so when my morning routine goes, I know that I'm like, that's a sign that a rut is coming or I'm heading into a rut. And I don't, I don't do that whenever I'm in a rut. And I don't find the energy to do like my morning routine. Like I'll sleep until like eight, sometimes eight 30, which I've been doing the last few months. Um, but I, I do know what you mean when it's like a rut is kind of a depressive energy because I think like, I don't, I've never, I haven't been clinically diagnosed as being a depressed person, but from what I've heard and read about and like seen like in documentaries and movies and stuff, People who are also depressed, they do have their up days and their down days. It's not like a consistent down, uh, a linear downward trend, but it's also like their down days are like, like my down days in a rut isn't as bad as someone who's depressed from my knowledge. So it's kind of like, that's the thing is like mm, depression from what I understand there's ebbs and flows in that as well so I think the comparison to the two I'm not gonna say is equivalent but like there's similarities in its patterns right yes you said that so so well um it's like the downs aren't as bad as what depression would be for sure Mm -hmm. yeah and I love that you said that the way you can tell you're going into a rut or in a rut is like the first thing that will go is your morning habits because I agree with that. (laughs) So you, yeah, you spell that out perfectly. And that is the one thing that I have like the most problem with when I am in a rut is like sticking to my morning habits that fill up my own cup. And then I'm giving, giving, giving to everyone else. And then I don't have the boundaries. And then I don't have like that self-care routine in the morning mm-hmm. yeah but and that's the thing is like with me is now that I'm like reflecting back on it it's like yeah I know that the first thing to go when I'm heading into a rut is my morning routine is it's non-existent basically but it's just like one of those things where it's like when I'm in the rut I don't realize that I'm going into a rut I'm just like oh I'm just tired like I'll do it tomorrow mm-hmm. like it's just one of those things that's like looking back, it's like, okay, yeah, like now I can see it. But when I'm in it, I'm just like, no, it's just because I'm sleepy. Like it's yeah. yeah. So it's so true. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Wow. 
This was exactly what I needed to hear. <laughs> So I guess another side effect of my ruts is I have no self-awareness. So. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. And and you can literally be like the most self-aware person, but when you're in this energy, it's almost like you're um, like blinded in a way, like we were saying mm-hmm. too, and, and you kind of lack that self-awareness. Um, but if you were to see it in somebody else, it'd be like clear as day. But um, it's so funny, like when you're so deep in the rut, it's almost like you have to zoom out. And the only way to zoom out is like to self-reflect, but you don't have the, I don't know. It's, it's so weird, bizarre, but you, you like set it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, Lynn. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and, um, thank you guys for listening. If you're still listening, thank you. Um, and we hope this episode helped you gain some perspective on your situation and like more importantly helps you like gain the momentum and the clarity to help you move towards your desires and dreams and vision for yourself and to kind of release the stagnancy and come into acceptance right and like that radical honesty and acceptance with yourself but thank you guys so much and we'll talk to you the next episode thank you everybody Thank you.